You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Dang 
Listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We say, we pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Timeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe. We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, 
Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So he poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted and we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family, Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network, on timeforanawakening.com, and Black Talk radionetwork.com and I am your host Baba Oshi Hotep family hope you are well today hope you're going to have a good day today hope you're going to get a chance to do all the things you want to do should do must do can do and will do hoping to that the weather will be accommodating for you to do it but of course if it is not and you know it must be done then you will get it done there ain't going to be no complaining no procrastination None of that. Getting it done. That's the bottom line. 
That's our problem sometimes, isn't it? Putting it off, not getting it done. We got to get it done, family. <laughs> You're listening to African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific, any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcasts. You click on that. The drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. You click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. Other ways to listen to this program, of course, is to go to the search engine that you may use or choose, you know, Firefox, Internet Explorer, or Google, or Time for an Awakening, Black Talk Radio Network, Ibibiatumi. Put in the search, babaoshi.net, B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I.net. And once again, there will be programs that are dated and titled, and they're up to date, Baba. Baba Kwaku was over this way, you know, working out some technical things. I believe we have them worked out, I hope. And uh, he has the latest programs on, all, all the way updated to this month, the beginning of this month. So all those programs are there for you, brothers and sisters. <sighs> Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening. Once again, this program is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. All times are Eastern times. On Tuesdays, Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. No, with Brother Alfonso Watkins. Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. No, with Brother El. Well, he's a, I don't know, he's, he's a clinical psychiatrist. He might have a doctor. But Alfonso Watkins in honor of Dr. William Rogers. And we'll continue to prepare for his home memorial, homegoing celebration in August in in Milwaukee and to be viewed through uh, streaming for Dr. William Rogers, a good man, outstanding brother. On Tuesdays, Thursdays, excuse me, Thursday, tomorrow, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern, Mississippi on the move, the Black Liberation Movement, Mississippi on the move. Friday, Friday, time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard at 8 p.m. Eastern. If it's 8 p.m. Eastern, you know it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. Saturday from 7 to 9, the Sankofa Elders Council. And then Sunday at 7 p.m. Once again, time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. We buy black. We buy black the largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses is WeBuyBlack.com. Get everything you need from American African-owned businesses, WeBuyBlack.com. Africa for the Africans. Africa for the Africans. Brother Mani Tayemba is in Senegal, and then he'll be going to Gambia, and he'll be back April 9th. So that, that trip of a lifetime is March 30th to April 9th. And my good friend and good brother, Brother Irv Lewis is on that trip. I know he's going to come back with some good information and all the things that he did. In May, May 24th to June 5th, he's going to Ghana. July 20th to the July 30th, Rwanda. November 16th to November 27th, Tanzania. December 24th to January 4th, 2024, Azania. March 29th to April 9th, 
Liberia. July 11th to July 23rd, Ghana. De- November 21st, November 21st to December 2nd, Kemet. And of course, go to the website, AfricaForTheAfricans.org. All the information is there that you need to take that trip of a lifetime, even if you don't go with Brother Bomani. The, 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 the documentation you may need, the shots, the visas, all of that information is right there. But also, too, how to buy land, how to invest, to repatriation, how to, to repatriate to, to Africa. All that information is there for you, brothers and sisters. If you want to see pictures of previous tours, go to facebook.com forward slash Bomani. If you want to see videos of previous tours, go to youtube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Africa for the Africans.org. Habashaw. Habashaw Incorporated. Habashaw stands for helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad. And of course, they launched the Kashi Project back in October of last year. And, and they're great pictures that you can see on the website, AfricaForTheAfricans.org. But the programs they have here in stateside, particularly in Atlanta, are Habashaw Works. All these are sustainable agricultural programs, Black to Our Roots, Sustainable Seeds, Golden Growers, and Urban Green Jobs. Brothers and sisters, check it out for yourself. HabashaIncorporated.org. The LEDGE Group. LEDGE. LEDGE stands for Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. Brothers and sisters, LEDGE deals in the four areas that are vital to human existence. Food, water, clothing, shelter. And they have 12 projects in six countries on the continent with over 170 employees and over 260 members. Brothers and sisters become a member of the LEDGE Group. Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. Abibiatumi, A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I, com. Why the Kemet land, the nation of African people, matters to, to, to Kemenu African people. There has been a concerted effort by many non-African Kemet Egyptologists. They're Egyptologists, okay? So if you, if you find Caucasians who are spreading the same bullshit, they're Egyptologists. That's what the Egyptologists If you're a Kemetologist, you are presenting the truth, Okay? and their anti-African collaborators to misinform, disinform, and, and anti-inform the world at large and African and African people specifically by replacing the indigenous term Kemet, land of the black, rendered uh, conventionally as Kemet with the relatively meaningless ancient Egypt and the term black people with ancient Egyptians. Mm-mm. This 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 infam- this <laughs> This disinformation campaign confiscates matter and renders virtually every aspect of Kemet, land of the blacks, and the committed new African people meaningless and unintelligible. This promises to be an, an emerging African talk sure to stimulate further discussion, study, and research. Don't miss it. That's going to be the 7th of April. Okay? That's going to be Friday. Why? The Kemet, the nation of black people, matters to black people, to African people. All right on. And of course, you know, when you go to the website, and of course they're promoting their conference, which is um, July 7th through the 9th in Ghana, 
the African Power Conference, educational power, military, industrial, economic, agricultural, technological, family, community, nation time. It's nation time, family. That's right. Abibia to me, headquarters in Ghana. Abibia to me. A B I B I T U M I Abibia to me dot com. It's my pharmacy. Brothers and sisters, contact Brother Jabril at 770-765-7751. If you want to change the way you're living, the things that you're doing, and you have that fortitude to do so, he is the man to contact. He will assist you in making that effort a, a positive experience for you and more and more importantly, successful experience. 770-765-7751. If you want to email him, email him at smypharmacy at gmail.com. That's S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com. The Jackson Water Rescue Program, that's right. The Jackson Water Rescue Program is presented by the MosesWestFoundation.org. Go to the MosesWestFoundation.org and see for yourself. When you click on the Jackson Rescue, you, you get the specific information about what's happening in Jackson, Mississippi. And of course, the other programs and projects he has ongoing around the country, around the world, you know. So, Moses West Foundation, brothers and sisters, donate. Donate to the Moses West Foundation. It is tax deductible. But more importantly, you're going to be providing water to an area that has none. That the water is unusable. You're going to be providing clean water that is extracted the AWD series. Atmospheric water generator. AWG series. Taking moisture out of the air. Going through a filterization process. Open the tap on the machine. Out comes clean, drinking, usable water. Yeah. The Moses West Foundation. Madonna's Healthy Marketing Juice Bar located in the West End here in Atlanta. On Ralph David Abernathy in the West End section of the city, the West End section. And uh, Madonna's is right across the street from the Soul Vegetarian Restaurant, up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna. And they have delicious smoothies and fruit drinks and all kinds of this stuff, pastries and so forth. Vegan food on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, health foods. Yeah. Wadada's Healthy Marketing Juice Bar. Give them a call at 404-444-1635. That's 404-444-1635. Wadada's. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Brothers and sisters, Mama Nia is providing you with all the information that you may need. The books. She has fine selections of postcards, greeting cards, gift certificates, T-shirts, figures, all kinds of good stuff. Give her a call at 404-346-3263. 404-346-3263. The Medu Bookstore at Greenbrier Mall. The Black Dot Cultural Center Bookstore and Coffee Bar. Located east of Atlanta, off of I-20, going east. Take exit 74, make a left, about a mile, mile and a half. There will be the Black Dog Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar. My good brother, Kazim Diajama. Check him out. He's done great work with that 
all the space that he provides. Has good programs. In fact, uh, he'll have a program I'm going to make an announcement about in a little while. But give him a call at 770-305-6373. 770-305-6373. Brothers and sisters, there is light in the black dot. Jump back on the expressway going east again. And the next exit, exit 75, is Turner Hill Road. Make a right, three lights. Make a right, and on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market. The new Black Wall Street Market family. All right. Us Lifting Us. Tomorrow, tomorrow night, there's Thursday night broadcast of Us Lifting Us. On Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU, Us Lifting Us, every Thursday night, 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, Us Lifting Us, that Thursday night broadcast. You also can call to listen or to give your questions, comments, or concerns at 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789. Us Lifting Us. The Economic Development Cooperative for our people. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop located in Macon, Georgia. They have a fine selection. They got furniture. <laughs> this brother, brother Beecher just got it all. He wanted, he's got it. Furniture, clothing, jewelry, oils, beauty products, incense, CDs, DVDs, literature. Oh man, I, he even has a vegan restaurant on the premises. That's brother Abijah. Give him a call. He's open Tuesdays through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Give him a call at 478-256-1166. That's 478-256-1166. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. All right. Sun Goddess Sense. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop located at 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia. Inside the International Discount Mall, Booth 225. Give my sister Shelly Amonset a call at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. And Sister Gabrielle Aurelia, the work that she's doing with the children in Haiti, in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti, up in the hills, there is no rescue for them from the government. They rely totally, they rely totally on the ability for us to donate to assist them. That's why I'm saying, family, go to Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E dash Haiti, A-Y-I-T-I dot org and see for yourself. Sanjay dash Haiti dot org. All right. Okay. Occupant Institute. And Baba Baruti has uh, all kind of things going on. You know, he um, he got some upcoming events. And I know one event I'm going to announce because it's coming up very soon. And that's uh, Mama Marimba. She has a presentation. So it's going to be at the Black Dot. So, and uh, Baba Baruti, you know, He's doing great work with our children, our young warriors. And he seeks nothing outside from but from ourselves. And so I, I'm asking you, um, I'm asking you to help donate to Occupant Institute. 
you can go to PayPal. When you go to PayPal, go and put in Yah Baruti, Y-A-A-B-A-R-U-T-I, at um, yahoo.com on PayPal. And Cash App, dollar sign, dollar sign, Yah, Y-A-A, the letter M, and then Baruti, B-A-R-U-T-I. And to make those donations, you know, weekly, monthly, yearly, one time, whatever the case may be, put it on your heart to assist in what they're doing. All right? All right, family. Uh, Let me find that. Yeah, there it is. Okay. And then, of course, Bob Up Rudy's books are on AkabenHouse.com. Go to AkabenHouse.com. He's uh, preparing another book as we speak. Man, he's outstanding. Brother's a prolific writer. And uh, and he has um, some things upcoming as well. So let me see if I can find those. As I talk to you about Mama Marimba, she has a program next week, Saturday, Sunday. Not this Sunday, but the following Sunday. Sunday, April 16th, from 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. Mama Marimba Speaks. Mama Marimba Speaks. Beyond Damage Control Toward a World African Offensive. Ma'afa. You know what the Ma'afa is. Ma'afa is the great tragedy. It's the evil that has happened to us. That is the Ma'afa. Okay? That is the Ma'afa. I think I found. Let me see if I can find this particular piece because there's some good information on. Okay, I've done it. Baba Oshi, I tell you sometimes. Sometimes, you know, I I do good. (laughs) So, in, in, in her presentation, Beyond Damage Control, toward a world African offensive Ma'afa in the context of Ma'at, Sankofa and African sovereignty of course you know what Ma'at is those are the seven virtues of truth, justice, harmony, righteousness reciprocity and then Sankofa go back and fetch it okay Sankofa and of course African sovereignty and that will be followed by a conversation between Mama Marimba and her granddaughter Kehinde who and so they're you know, connecting generations, because like I said, we should never talk about having a intergenerational gap. No, all of us are one. They, we all learn from each other, particularly young folks learn from us elders. We ain't just ain't old people to disregard. And of course, the admission for this presentation for Mama Marimba at the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar on 6984 Main Street in Lithonia is $10, free for those who are 21 and under. And all the proceeds will go to assist Yabaka Sim Sim Sim, which is coming up. That's right, Baka Sim Sim uh, is coming up. Why is this thing so blurry? May 13th, I'll be out in time, unfortunately. African World Revolution. Two days, the 13th and the 14th. Two days. Great picture of Dr. Clark and Thomas Sankara. Ancestral Communion is a calling to arms. Ancestral communion is a calling to arms, I say. And uh, Baba Baruti, a quotations for reparations, a presentation, a quarterly presentation is May, Saturday, May 6th. That's Saturday, May 6th. 
Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mama Ya, also on Saturday, May 6th, in the evening from 4 to 6, is Forgive, Release, and Live. These are two quarterly. I'll give more information on them. And then uh, Saturday evening, May 6th, Baba Rudy Boy is going to be busy that day. The Great Power of the African Mind. The Great Power of the African Mind. And, and that's going to be... Man, somebody help me out here. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Andre Gone Place. The uh, the Griel building, yep. Yes, that's that's what that's going to be. And then, of course, uh, Ackerman Institute's ninth annual complementarity conference, African Love is Beautiful. I say that's going to be Saturday, June 3rd. Saturday, June 3rd. And uh, I don't see where it's going to be. Saturday, June 3rd. But more detailed information to follow. And there's a summer school program for the Barudis. It's going to be starting as a four-week. We're offering a four-week online. It's an online course. June 19th to July 14th. Okay, Mama Ya has one-on-one sections in language arts, math, basic through through pre-algebra, tutoring, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 9 a.m. to 12 Slots available in one-hour increments. Minimum one-hour sessions, multi-hour sessions available. Sessions must be scheduled in advance. Baba Rudy, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, he teaches our story. And Tuesdays and Thursdays from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. And then from 11 a.m. to 12, uh, you learn chess. Okay, you learn chess. That's what's happening with the Barudis. (laughs) All right. The Inye Sesim of daily revolutionary thought. April 4th, and of course, April 4th was the day that uh, MLK was assassinated in Memphis. We'll talk more about that in a minute. April 4th, knowledge is your ability to advance humanity. Bellandelli, Tahimba. We must commit time and energy to both study and action. And we must do it without question or hesitation. Sacrifice is key to development. It always has been. It always will be. Self-denial is the first step in developing a self-control which systematically and subconsciously elevates one's will to the point of being able to re-Africanize oneself. And that's what we must do, family. We have to re-Africanize ourselves. There is no progress without work. As such, these efforts should not be confused with the divisive and reactionary concepts of separatism. That is distractive propaganda. If we cannot be African in their presence, then so be it. This is not a debate with Negroes, the consummate Europhiliac, sub-integrationists, assimilationists and amalgamationists. This is a serious discussion among African warrior scholars on independent nation building. If we cannot be nation building Africans correctly educating our children, learning of ourselves for ourselves, then it is no longer a question of our complete and utter destruction. Under any circumstances, in any place with anyone else, if we cannot 
be wholly and uncompromisingly African, then they must go or we must go. This is serious, family. This is serious. And that, is the, that is the question. That is the question for us. Just like the question that uh, Shakespeare, who was that? Hamlet? To be or not to be. Don't let the question quote Caucasian, but to be or not to be. That is the, that is the seriousness of the situation. If we cannot be uncompromisingly African, then they must go or we must go. Regardless of where we choose to be, providing a model by correcting the African community will naturally provide an example for other communities to follow in correcting the world. European culture should not represent us in this or any other universe. The worst of humanity should not serve as the epitome and apex of civilized culture. I repeat, the worst of humanity should not serve as the epitome and apex of civilized culture. Affirm, I am holy and uncompromisingly African. Affirm, I am holy and uncompromisingly African. Love it. April 5th. Your philosophy determines your thought pattern. Your thought pattern determines your attitude. Your attitude determines your behavior pattern and your behavior pattern determines your actions. It begins with your philosophy, what you think, and it ends with your actions, what you do. So if your philosophy is that our women ain't nothing but B's and H's, then how will you treat them? What will your actions be? Exactly. But if your philosophy is and your thought pattern is that they're to be protected, respected, nurtured, and cared for, you will treat them as such. It begins with what you think, ends with what you do. If your philosophy is, is our brothers ain't about nothing, they number a bunch of Negroes, if that's your philosophy, then how will you treat them? Exactly. But if you, but if the philosophy is that they should be supported, they should be cared for, they should be, you know, then you're going to treat them as such. But it begins with your philosophy, what you think, your thought pattern, and it ends with what you do, your actions. It says Anthony Browder, but I read that quote from somewhere else, but love Anthony Browder, love the work he's done. Everything is related in casual cycles. One thing causes or begets the next. We operate in a universe grounded in epigenetic change. That means each state of being builds on the state of being that came before it and lays the foundation for those states of being which are to follow. It is like steps which can only be climbed one at a time. Your fundamental interpretation of reality unconditionally dictates what you know or think you know or do. The only conditional factor in this chain of cause and effect is your fundamental interpretation of reality. If your true philosophy, how you imagine truth and reality ideally, is compromised in any way whatsoever, then all the links that lead to the final output, which is you, are compromised. 
In other words, what you believe is the meaning and essence of reality. What you conceive of has what should be your people's true vision and therefore your life's mission determines what you think in the first place. Think well, brothers and sisters. Think well, family. Affirm, I think from an African interpretation of reality. Affirm, I think from an African interpretation of reality. Ashe. Brothers and sisters, the Inya Sasim, the Inya Sasim of daily revolutionary thought. Yeah, right on. The Inya Sasim of daily revolutionary thought. Family, um, I was hit with by a number of people uh, last program wanting to talk about bricks. And you know, I heard about bricks, I read a little bit about it, and of course I want to do, uh, I want to give our people enough information that uh, they can make intelligent decisions. That's always what the, what the deal has been and always will be, you know? But, you know, bricks, I want to um, have a discussion, and and it's going to be, uh, of course, Friday is, even though Friday's Good Friday, and I will talk about that uh, in, in in brief, but because uh, Friday, this Friday, the first Friday of the month is the Pan-African Federalist Movement. And I want to talk to them about what do they think of BRICS since we want since the whole objective is to have African unity, African sovereignty on the continent, one Africa. Now, BRICS, BRICS is a cooperation between countries in various areas of finance, working together, sharing information, and so forth. The countries are Brazil, and that was done during Bolsonaro's administration, who I can't stand. But Brazil, India, China, Russia, and South Africa. Actually, it should be BRICS, B-R-I-C-K-S. So B is Brazil, R is Russia, I is India, C is China, and S is South Africa. Ozenia. And so I pull a few things from the internet to help explain. Um, in fact, Sister Ashley in Africa, she, is, she helps explain it very well, you know. And uh, so I'm going to definitely play her. But let me give you a quick one uh, in helping to explain what BRICS is. Okay? Okay, family. Yeah, this is deep. Yeah. What did I do? What, did I hit something that caused me to go off track? Man, I tell you. <laughs> you never know what happens with this stuff, you know? Let me, yeah, let me play this one. I'll play this one. 
Okay. What is BRIC? BRIC was coined in 2001 by Goldman Sachs chief economist Jim O'Neill to describe the emerging economies of Brazil, Russia, India and China. The term quickly became shorthand for the emerging market giants. As developing economies have sought a greater voice in managing the global economy, the acronym has developed into a partnership between the nations. In 2009, the inaugural BRIC summit was held in Russia in response to the global financial crisis. South Africa joined BRIC nations in 2010, and the group is now known as the BRICS. It's predominantly an economic partnership rather than a political alliance. Together, these countries make up 40% of the world's population. The BRICS are now building institutions to help emerging markets develop, including their own international bank based in China's commercial hub Shanghai. The new development bank has 100 billion US dollars in authorized capital and aims to finance infrastructure and sustainable development projects in member states and developing countries. A $100 billion reserve fund has also been given the go-ahead by BRICS nations. Together, they're intended to provide an alternative to global financial institutions like the IMF and the World Bank. So what's interesting about that is that um, these countries, formerly developing countries, particularly like India, Brazil, you know, but now they have arrived and they arrive economically. The question for us is that what implications are they going to have? Everything that happens in the world, I look at how is this going to affect African independence, self-determination, liberation, and sovereignty for African people? What should the monetary fund be? This, is, to me, is very close to, um, in fact, letting uh, Sister Ashley in Africa tell it. And I'm going to do that because the sister's on point and she's got a lot of other good um, uh, things from Africa. In fact, it is the U.S. dollar. The beginning of the end. Yeah, BRICS overtakes. Because BRICS overtook the G7. The G7, of course, are those Western nations of United States, Europe, Britain, Italy, they overtook them has it in, in, in the new world in terms of economics. Yeah. So, I had it. Where's you? You need to know about bricks. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here's my sister right here. Sister from. Uh, In these YouTube streets, you have heard about bricks. And maybe if the algorithm hasn't caught up to you, I'm hoping that this puts you in the algorithm of learning more about bricks. But in this video, I want to tell you the five most important things that you should know about bricks before you do your own research. Okay, so BRICS is an economic alliance that has been formed. It was formed, has been, you know, the original BRICS since 2010. And it is comprised of Brazil, the countries of Brazil, Russia, India, China, 
and South Africa. Okay, it is an economic alliance that is growing into one of the world's most superpowers today. Okay, so we're going to talk about it and I'm going to tell you the five most important things you should know about this economic alliance so that you can learn more, right? That you can get in your economic bag and start to understand and learn the dynamics of what this powerhouse is and how it may or may not um, affect you, but closer to the May because it's going to affect you. It's going to affect everyone in the world um, because there's a huge shift happening. Um, but first, let me introduce myself. If you're new to this channel, welcome. My name is Ashley. On this channel, Ashley in Africa, I talk about my experience moving, living, and doing business here on the continent of Africa. I live in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania with my two young girls, and I share my journey of motherhood, of love, and entrepreneurship after living in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania for two years and preparing to relocate to Johannesburg, South Africa. So you can hear the, the, the sweet birds in the background and then the not-so-sweet crows in the background. It's Friday, um, so you may hear some children laughing, playing, um, as well as some of the noises of what it means to take care of a household um, as my dada, uh, my house helper, is kind of making sure that the house is tidy. Um, but in this video, we're going to get into five things that you need to know about BRICS, the economic alliance that is growing. It is growing. So as I mentioned, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa are the BRICS uh, alliance. And while they have been called an economic alliance, the advantage that they, they hold together is massive. It's huge. So the first thing is that 41.5% of the world's population is in this economic alliance of BRICS, right? And about $26.2 trillion spending dollars, dollars value, um, is a part, is that alliance, right? About 26.2% of the amount of financial wealth exists, 26.2 of that in this current BRICS alliance. Number two, these economies are producer economies. So Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, they produce, whether it's energy, food, technology, consumer goods, they are producer economies versus some of these Western economies that are not included in BRICS, they are producer economies, not consumer economies. All right, number three, they have historical alliances. Now, I don't want to get too deep into this because I am not a historian. I'm not a history buff, although I am learning a lot and I don't want to misquote, but there are historical alliances between all of these countries. Do your research. But I learned about this specifically during my last trip to South Africa about the historical alliance between Russia and South Africa and how the U.S. has put a lot of pressure on South Africa to denounce Russia and their relationship 
um, and they haven't done it and they won't do it. And the reasons why is are, are historic, you know, are the, the alliance that Russia has had in the training of the military of South Africa in the preservation of their, you know, said sovereignty um, in South Africa. And so again, like, I don't want to get too deep into it, do your own research, but this is not only a current economic uh, alliance or so, said that something that has only existed from 2010, there are decades, century old historical alliances that have been in place, um, military alliances that have been in place with these countries um, for years, for centuries. And so, yeah, since the Soviet war, you know, trade, I mean, India sent thousands, hundreds of thousands of Indians to South Africa as indentured servants, you know, back in the 70s and 60s. And so these are these are longstanding relationships that have since um, there since the development of these countries has happened. Um, yeah, they're 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 forging their economic powers together and they're essentially getting to the global economic bag. Um but I digress. Number four. So there is a financial system that will challenge the global reserve currency, which is the dollar. And the, the SWIFT system, which is currently the only way to make international transfers, which is connected to the Federal Reserve in the U.S., um, is the currently the main system. And there are new systems being created. These include the New Development Bank, the BRICS payment system, and also crypto. So South Africa is one of the fastest adopting countries of cryptocurrency um, and has been for the last decade. And so these financial systems, these traditional financial systems of the global reserve dollar as the U.S. dollar being the global reserve currency and the SWIFT system being the only way to make international transactions, yeah, it's changing. And BRICS is the reason for that. So do your own research and understand how this economic shift is a part of the reason why we see inflation happening. We see different um, energy, access to energy decreasing, access to fuel. Um, these changes you know, are happening. And the last thing you need to know is that this economic alliance is growing. So the country that I listed in the beginning that formed the original BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, is now becoming BRICS plus because you have many other countries that are interested in becoming associated and becoming a part of this new global powerhouse, right? So some of these countries include Nigeria, um, Egypt, which are the other most richest countries on the continent, right? So pay attention. Nigeria and Egypt have expressed interest in the economic alliance of the BRICS community, the BRICS system. Um, Argentina, the UAE, Saudi Arabia, Uruguay. These countries have made formal requests to the Chinese government about having a relationship with the BRICS system. 
So there are so many things to learn about this new dominating economic conglomerate. Um, the shift is a significant factor in the reason why Western societies are experiencing food shortages, energy deficits, highly fluctuating currency exchange rates, right? Hyperinflation, ridiculous fuel prices. Basically, these signs of economic downturns or economic fluctuations mean economic instability. If the things that are happening in the West were happening in any other country in the East, they would call it an economic unstable situation. There would be foreign, you know, uh, invasions to preserve the, the stability of the economy or the social structure, right? But that's not what's being said, right? Everybody is doing everything except for admitting to what is actually happening. And so the Old West, which we're going to start calling it the Old West, cannot keep up with the New East, the New Eastern way of doing business. And this BRICS economic conglomerate, you know, it's proof of that. So I'm going to link several videos in the description for you to continue to do your research. I hope just by watching this video, you'll start to get into the algorithm of what BRICS is so that you can learn more about it. Continue to do your research. If this video was helpful for you, please comment below, like the video, share it with someone who would add value or who could find value into it and add value to this community. Um, let me know, have you heard of the BRICS economic conglomerate. What do you think about it? What is your position? Um, share a link to a video that we might be able to reference and find more information about. You know, this is about resistance. You know, this is about resilience and survival. And with over 50%, close to 50% of the world's population being a part of this new economic system. Um, you know, it's a really interesting, it's a really interesting time. So be, vig be vigilant, be aware of how this can impact you, how this will impact you and make your moves accordingly. And uh, if you found this video helpful, again, please be sure to like it, leave me a comment below, subscribe to our channel. Let me know if this type of information is helpful to you. And um, connect with me on different platforms, subscribe. We're growing and I'm grateful to this community and I'm grateful that the information that I'm sharing is valuable and helpful for you. And until the next video, I'll see you soon. Sister Ashley in Africa. Yeah, we're going to take a break. When we come back from the break, more discussion how um, Brex has taken over from the G7. That's how strong it is. It's happening. The question, of course, that I'm saying that I'm asking is how is it going to affect the Pan-African Federalist Movement? Uh, after the break, we're going to talk with Mama Nabantu. She's on. And then we'll further find other videos that will help discuss what BRICS is and the fact that, once again, it's taken over from the, uh, the G7. That's, you know, the, the G7 is the Western countries that have dominated the world for these last 50-something years, you know, United States, Europe, and so forth. Brothers and sisters, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network, on timeforanawakening.com, and Black Talk.
RadioNetwork.com. We'll be right back. You stay with us. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Well, welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to the African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on Time for an Awakening. God, on timeforanawakening.com and Black Talk Radio Network.com. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can get Mama Nabantu. Mama Nabantu, good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon. Um, this topic that we're on now is extremely important. What we experience today is the most historical event that has ever happened in this country. Um, and it's down to people who are uninformed versus the people who are informed. And what you're doing is, is, is making attempts to inform our people. Um, the BRICS countries that the sister talked about is real. The new economic system is real. I just wanted to add that Mexico is uh, also going to be a part of BRICS, and Japan is contemplating on also being a part of BRIC. Oh, well, then um, if Japan goes, because really that they brought Japan into the G7, G6, and, and because mm-hmm. of this huge economy and, and what it brought mm-hmm. to the table, uh, the mm-hmm. G7 could definitely be through. Yeah. Yeah, Japan is seriously thinking about it. Mexico is already yeah. uh, pretty much involved. Mexico, Egypt, United Arab Emirates, uh, you know. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Saudi, yeah. Um, they wanted to put sanctions on it because uh, Saudi Arabia was one of the first countries to say, we're not dealing with the petrodollar no more. Mm-hmm. We're going to own currency. But um, in, still in, in dealing with the economic system, some of the models that they're looking at is the one that China has where um, your dollar bill or your currency will um, become digital. Mm-hmm. And uh, the problem with that is that there will be an expiration date. For example, if you got, if you put $5,000 um, of digital money, um, say, <clears throat> tomorrow, mm-hmm. now, um, if you don't spend it all, uh, the government can take your money. They will expire. Uh, your money, you will not get it back. And so we've already seen examples of that with the uh, the Silicon Valley. Um, mm-hmm. A friend of a friend of mine had $1.3 million, and he lost all of it. He's not going to get it back. They said maybe in 99 years, so who's going to live <laughs> to be 99 yeah. years old? So um, these things are, are not getting better. Um, there's four things that... Um, has been advised for us to do to be prepared because I know the sister didn't talk about solutions, but we got to talk about what are we going to do? How? So um, there are four things that we have. One, silver. Two, water. Three, four, protection. What, what, was, the, what was number three? Uh, and it said one, silver. Two, water. What was number three? Food. Food, okay. And four? And number four, protection. Because if you are prepared and your neighbor is uninformed and not prepared and there's no food and their children need to eat, they're right. coming to your house. No doubt. So, you know, and people, you know, I've been trying to pass this information as I get it because people don't believe it's going to happen. So if you keep standing by and wait, waiting and watching, you're going to be in a, a part of the uninformed people 
um, who were going to um, be in shock mm-hmm. when this go down. Going to happen very soon. This, that's what's so frightening. It could happen next week. It could happen a month from now. It could happen six months from now. But it's going to happen. We all know that's going to happen. Well, so yeah, um, there are indicators that that are showing that an economic upheaval is is, is all, I ain't saying really imminent, but it may be imminent based upon what you've seen with the bank closures and the fact that um, the BRICS are doing what they're doing and many other economies want to want wants to join them. So, you know, now yeah. as, as BRICS, as it relates to what we want to do on the continent of Africa in terms of independence, self-determination, liberation, and sovereignty, um, you know, here, you know, cause my contention is the South African government is still run by Europeans. It's still run by Caucasians. And, and, and it's, a, it's the strongest economy on the continent. At, or, or is Nigeria the strongest economy on the yeah. continent? Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I had a point I wanted to make sure. also. Um, the, the silver is so important because that's the only collateral or the only real money. So if you start talking with people who are informed, uh, dollar bills is no longer money. Silver, platinum, gold, uh, that is what is real money. Because on any place on this planet, you can exchange silver, gold, platinum, etc. The dollar bill, you might as well start burning it up. Um, because, you know, People think if they hold on to it, it's going to have a value. It's no longer having a value. And the other thing that's important to know is that silver is actually more valuable than gold. And a lot of people are price sensitive, meaning that when they see gold is worth over $1,000 an ounce and silver is like right now is $40 an ounce. It was 20-something about two weeks ago. Now it's 40 Um When they see that, they say, well, I need to get you know gold because it's more expensive. No. Silver is more valuable than gold. And now is the time to purchase the gold because that is what's going to save many of us. Because so you see, you now is the time to purchase silver. Now is the time. Now to, is time. No, go ahead. Silver. I'm sorry. Because it's, so, it's going to be more valuable as the days go, go mm-hmm. forward. Um, like I said, right now it's like $40 a ounce. But um, the value of it could be a hundred to four thousand dollars down the line by December. You just don't know. But the thing is, it's not going to depreciate. The dollar bill is going to depreciate, but the the precious metals are not going to depreciate. Uh, well, depreciate. that's always been an issue because uh, they took the money. Uh, Richard Nixon at yeah. Brent Woods took the took the money yeah. off the gold standard. The money was backed up by only thing was backed up by the Europeans or the Caucasians or America's word. Right. And of course what backs up America's word, it's military. It's military right. might and the ability to bully every damn body. And so now right. uh it's the the proverbial push is coming to shove, you know, and and America mm-hmm. can't shove or can't push back as it has. And that is yeah. currency uh, which has been just a paper currency, it has no value. You know. Yeah, well, right now, getting prepared for an uprising. Yeah. Because when people 
really going down. And, you know, and going back to cryptocurrency, that's on its way out as well. Yeah, because, um, I mean, what happened uh, about, what, four or five months ago with the Caucasian kid, young man, and his cryptocurrency, which was at one time supposedly worth billions, and the whole mm-hmm. thing collapsed, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So if you got cryptocurrency, if anybody out there in your audience got cryptocurrency, you need to turn it into silver. As mm-hmm. as. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm aware of three black mint companies in this country. Two of them will not even talk to you unless you're making over $30 million. <laughs> well, the other... <laughs> you know, they, <laughs> I'm nowhere in... I'm no nowhere in that conversation. <laughs> Man. I've been dealing that will talk to you and will give you the knowledge that the other two will not give you unless you, you're making that kind of money. Mm-hmm. And while well, I am as much as I can as quickly as I can to share this information with everybody I know. Mm-hmm. So um, the um, let's see. Oh, I can also uh, share with you. I'm not sure if I can put it on on the station loudly. I don't know, but there is a link um, of information, invitation only, to learn more about what I'm talking about. And um, I will give it to you, and you can share it with whoever you want to share it with. Um, and I will give you the date um, when the next one is going to be. I can set them up myself at this point because I'm pretty much involved with this, um, I call it a black wealth organization. It's actually okay. called the, um, the um, what's it called? Is this something, um, is this something where we as African people need to pull our monies together, invest in it, and then? Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, we'll talk more about that offline. So, you know, once again, Friday, uh, the Pan-African Federalist Movement we will I'd like to talk more with them about this. Okay. Okay. Because it's going to have a major effect on every organization we're involved in. Yeah. And I've been sharing it with uh, international level, but I'm just like talking to a wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They don't get, um, yeah. but it's going to have a major effect on what we're doing with the pan African Phillips movement as well. So okay. thank you for this opportunity. No, no, Mama Nabantu. Thank you. And um, I definitely appreciate you. We're, I'm going to play another piece. But first, I'm going to get Brother Paul in on this conversation. So thank you, Mama yeah. Nabantu. Brother, You're welcome. Brother Paul, Brother Paul, what's up, my brother? How you doing? Yes, good morning, good afternoon. Um, how are you doing, Baba Ochi? I'm, I'm doing as I do, you know, just giving thanks for life. That's it, man. That's, wow. the, that's the main purpose of me, acknowledging that I've got this life and just giving thanks for it. And once I, once I, once I acknowledge that, I know it's going to get better. Ashay, Ashay, keep on living, man. So, what do you think about this BRICS? Have you what? what well, if... yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, it's really good to have these conversations. It's ne- it's a very very necessary um, conversation to talk about things we don't really like to talk about, like money uh, and um, finance and things like that. And it, it's good because. You know, I, I, you know, I, I, I tend to do a lot of reading, researching, and I have, I've been involved in a few things, and uh, obviously by being involved in them, I realize something I've realized in life, yeah, 
you've got speculators who, um, you know, it's right to be a speculator. You look from the outside, you hear about these things, and you take the advice of others. But I, to me, personally, I, I never think there's anything better than being involved in these things because that's when you really learn. And sometimes you learn um, things which those who are even involved do not know about and they don't fully understand and many people don't fully understand what cryptocurrency is they have no real idea right. if i said to them like if i said to you about torrents you wouldn't have a clue what i'm talking about if i said to you peer-to-peer you wouldn't have a clue most people wouldn't have a clue and that is really the structure of it this is how it's come about peer-to-peer and it's something i was involved in heavily because peer-to-peer was how we were using um how the computer structures were set up to share filing systems yeah now what i what i want to just explain to you and i'm going to tie into the bricks i realized something else that 98 percent of the people have no ideas even how computers work only unless you're involved in it unless you're in it or you know you it's a hobby of yours you know 24 7 you use these things you really fully don't understand what's happening yeah. And neither do the banks. The banks don't know what ha- is happening. You know, if I if I go to the bank and I sell them a software, do you really think they know what's going on? They don't. They will buy the software based on what I tell them. They'll go and get advice from somebody. They can't get advice from somebody who's not involved in that industry, like the IT. That, that Whoever they get advice from has to be and understand what it is. The people you're selling it to have no idea. If I tell them it's secure... They have to accept what I'm telling them when I know it's 100% not secure. They have to accept it. Nothing they can do about it. That, that's, this is how but, it but, but, Brother Paul, that could be dangerous. Listen, Bob, let me show you something. Let me explain something to you, and let me show you this here. In terms of and my auntie's confirmed this. My auntie lives in America. When I came, when I first, when I was in America, I, I tried to do bank. I had a lot of problems um, doing banking. And I was saying to her, I thought all the banks were ahead here. And she said to me, no, they're not. She said, the banks here, this is my aunt who lives in America, she said, are way behind the banks in the UK. That's what she said to me. And I was surprised because I was thinking, in my head, I thought all the banks would be ahead in America, but they're not. Just like the mobile phone system. Although many of these patents came out of America, our mobile phone system is full advanced in America. Well ahead. I'm just trying to explain that to you. So look at, look at, let me give you an example about, remember, I don't know if you're still using, but we don't. The cards with the brown um, tape on the back. You know, use that uh, that tape, um, that reader thing on the back, yeah? Okay. Well, mm-hmm. 99% of people don't know that the actual PIN number was on them cards, okay? The PIN number, whatever your PIN number was, is actually on that card. It's not on the bank system, it's on the card. Now, <laughs> the bank didn't understand that, you understand? And this is why they had to change that technology, because obviously the people who designed it knew that that the, most of the information that you pin and if it was on the back of that card. Um, the RFID, your card now uses RFID, right, which can be picked up by any device. You know, when you go to a bank and, like, you tap your key in, if you've got a device, I can pick up, not me per, per se, but people can pick up the information you're typing in, just like they can use a, a fob now to read. As soon as you open up your card with a fob, they can read the number through RFID. RFID is radio frequency identification. Radio frequency meaning that it's going through the ear. So you just have to incept it to take it out. The point I'm trying to make is we come back to bricks, okay? This idea obviously is inevitable. 
from 1926. From, and I tell you why 1926, because in 1926, you had the big Great Depression when all the systems failed for the first major times. All their ideas, all their ideas of economics totally went to the wall. And in 1926, they realized this thing doesn't work. They knew that. Okay, Paul, you still there? Brother Paul? Okay, well, maybe he needs to call back, but yeah, the the, the failure of the economic system here, which of course is Hello? a global... Yeah, you, okay, Brother Paul, you're back with us? Well, I don't know why it cut out, it just cut out for no reason. So the point I'm saying, from 1926, they have been aware, right? Ad- Adam Smith, look, I'm not an expert, but I read. Adam Smith who's their guru of economics. People always talk about we've got to get our economics wrong. They should read Adam Smith. Adam Smith said, once a country starts printing money, which they call in economics quantitative easing, I'm not an expert, I just read these things. They call it quantitative easing, which which from 2008, that is what America's been doing, printing money. Adam Smith said, once a country starts printing money, not backed up by anything. not backed uh-huh. up by it's not backed up by a damn thing. They just printing money. From that's why. That's why when they talk about the deficit. That's why. That's why when they talk about the deficit, you know, they can just scratch that because then it's it's nothing. Right from so from 1971, as you rightfully said, when Nixon put the uh, removed the gold standard, it's not backed by nothing. Okay, and why did he do that? He do he did that because America was bankrupt from yeah. 1971. Yes. Okay. So this is not new. So we go back to 1926, from 1926 to 1971. You know, it's not about the bricks. I mean, it was inevitable. I mean, I, I know from reading, and I have no, I can't verify this, but I know that um, France sent a warship to America. I don't know if you know that. They sent a warship to America to get their gold because of, because Fort Knox was saying they didn't know where their gold was. How the hell are you going to take my stuff and tell me that you don't know where it is? This is what they told them in France. We don't know where your gold is, okay? And they sent a warship, France did. The same way they sent the Statue of Liberty, they sent a warship. These are things <laughs> I've read and I know happened. So the point I'm trying to make, but the BRICS organization was inevitable. How the hell are you going to control all the finance and behave like that? 1971, you decide to remove the gold standard because you're bankrupt and you want to steal my gold and hold on to it. I, I, it's inevitable that was going to happen. Inevitable that people had to come together to run their own affairs, you know, because how the hell is one one operation going to con- control the whole lot of it? So today, you know, I, I'm saying um, this is just organic. It, you know, it, it's just organic. But in reality, um, you know, what we as a people have to do, you know, I hear these things about precious metals and all the rest of it. And I, and I think to myself, imagine, right, you can't get money and you know somebody's got gold. The first thing's going to happen to them, they're going to get robbed. I can tell you that straight up and down. If if I can't, not me, if we can't eat and we know you've got gold, we're going to come and get you. Yeah. No matter what you think you are, yeah. no matter what you think you've got, when people can't eat, they're going to come yeah. for you. So this idea we have the, I don't know how that's going to work, to be honest with you. But the, the, what I'm saying is, um, we we you always say it every week, and for me, I think we need to organise our minds because the, you know when people are under pressure, 
they they're gonna either run for their lives or they're gonna fight or they're gonna panic okay and i think most of them are gonna panic because they're gonna not know what time they're not gonna be used to what's coming down the pipeline right and when there's panic there's gonna be anarchy so for us personally we we, like you always say baba ochi i think for us the solution for us we need to organize our minds because it's not this thing we call money is going to save us that's not going to save us the only thing what's going to save us is our minds because you know if unless you can really fully understand what's coming down the pipeline mentally then there's going to be no hope for you money gold silver whatever you think is not going to save you yeah because right now we're still not organizing our minds most of us are not organizing our minds we are following the pied piper and and he's in his dramas and his uh, indoctrination systems and his uh, misinformation we're mm-hmm. still following these things okay and it's just all oh, that's what all it is just a bunch of misinformation and lies we ourselves have to organize our right. minds and you say it every week and i tell you that for me is the most valuable currency the mind currency well, you no, know, it, it, it may have, I don't know, it, it's, this is so, you know, so chaotic that what, with the potential of it being so devastating, uh, and then you have countries, you know, who have <clears throat> tremendous armament, you know, so if in the United States, which is one of the biggest military forces in the world, they, in fact, the United States arms the world. United States is the biggest arms producer and arms seller in the world. And and, and of course, they, that's how they've always dealt with issues militarily. They never wanted to sit down and think about how can we live on a planet as human beings and share in that planet with all other living things that are on the planet. Their whole idea is that their mindset is we must subdue the planet and, and, and I take this, you can have that, or I take all of this, you can have nothing, you know, and, and, and subdue the planet to their liking. And, of course, that's that's why that's the, the weather is what it is today. That's why we have climate change is because of selfish and greedy entities on this planet that chose to continue to do whatever the hell they wanted to do in spite of knowledgeable people, scientists, and to see the effects of what's going to happen. And now there's going to be an economic collapse because of the monetary system just cannot. When you have a monetary system of more, 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 and more, and more, that's endless. You know, it's not, Babauchi, yes. it's a perfect interjection like that, but the monetary system based on more, the monetary system is based on debt. It is it, based on debt. Yeah. It means that, yeah. it means that you, when you, when you, when you, when you, the money, the money you have in the bank is a debt to the bank. I mean, how, I mean, I, I you read these things in their uh, books, okay, of economics, but it don't make no sense. But they're telling you, I mean, the experts would tell you, um, me, that that makes sense. But that don't make no sense to me. How the hell are you telling me that that money I have in the bank, which I've been out there generating, mm-hmm. do, doing, putting my time and effort for, is a debt? But that is what they say. 
And I need someone to really make sense of that and explain that to me. Because I've listened to them and I've read their books and it makes no sense to me. I have, I had the, I've got a friend who went to the London School of Economics. And when I say that to him and I put it in that way, he just laughed. <laughs> I said to him, well, explain it then. How the hell are you telling me that is a bank? And he just laughs. Now, he studied at the London School of Economics. That, he even knows it don't make no sense. But this is how they operate. Look. Look, 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 look. The, the bottom line is this. Well, that's not bullcrap. Wall Street was based on the back of robbery and theft and the killing of Africans. That's, that's right. how they built it. That's right. That's no doubt. You're right. Okay? And nothing you're else. Right. No, there's no magic going right. on there. All these, your, your pension and all these benefits which you benefit from come out of there. That same blood-sucking system. And we have to be truthful to ourselves. We are part of the problem. Because we rely on the same damn blood-sucking system, yeah. right? Yeah. So we have to wake up and realize it's much. It goes far beyond the monetary system of debt. This is so. It's it's always going to come back, and I'm sorry, it's going to come back to the mind, because we have to be truthful to ourselves, and that's going to be a big problem for a lot of us, because most of us are living a lie thinking that these people are our saviors, their systems are our savior, economics is our savior. I know people think I'm crazy when I say this. Economics ain't our damn savior. The only thing that's going to save us is our minds, and our minds ain't right. We've been indoctrinated, we've gone to their schooling, falling systems, and we've been fooled out of our mind till we even taught their crap. I'm sorry, I have to be truthful. We even sound like them. Most of us are Negro Europeans. Yes, that we is are. the truth. That's the truth. Yes. The deep yes, yes. Let me, and I don't mind looking in the mirror and say, how have I turned into this Negro European too? Because yeah. I'm part of it too. I'm a yeah. Negro European, but I'm trying to fight my way out. I'm trying I to tell get you, my every mind day, out. every day, Paul, yeah. fight your way out. Every day, there's a tax on your Africanness. Yeah. Exactly. That's think. why I, I make the time to phone in because I recognize there are people like me. There might be a few, but there are people like me. We're all crazy, but we're going to yeah. get our mind right. Yeah. yeah, but for those of us who still, those of them who still, look, I've got them in my family. I'm telling you, very close to me, and it's painful. They still believe in this nonsense, still, and I and I, and I give up now. I don't bother with them anymore. I don't I don't argue with them. Yeah. I don't, when they they phone me, I talk about their crap, and I want to cut the phone off because I don't even <laughs> want to listen to them anymore. Because I know the only thing that's going to save us is our minds. That's right. Only. Unless that's we right. get our well, listen, minds listen, right, Paul, wanna... and, and to be honest with you, let yeah. me say the one last thing. Yeah, my favorite artist is the Robert Nestor Marley. Most people know him as Bob Marley. He's got a tune that says, uh, "Many will have to suffer, many will have to die," and he says, "Don't ask me why." That's what he says, and that's always troubled me from as a young person. Why would someone make a song like that? Many gonna have to suffer, many gonna have to die. Then one day I realized. They're going to die from their own ignorance. And ignorance means to ignore the That's facts. Right. And most of us are doing that, ignoring right. the facts, ignoring the truth, okay? They're going to die through their own ignorance. So I yeah. realize a lot of people close to me, they're gone. They're lost. They're, they were dead a long time ago. They're the walking dead. And that's the reality of yeah. our situation. A lot of us are the walking dead, yeah. okay? So this, this thing was about to happen. It needs to happen. It really needs to happen because some of us are going to wake, have woken up and realize that we have to get our minds right. You've been saying it, and I totally, one million percent agree with you. Hundred million. Well, let's hope you can do that. Listen, I'm going to play this particular piece, Brother Paul. You just hang with us, okay? Check this out. It's a small piece, about eight minutes, I believe, so we can get this in before our, before our time is up. Once again, this deals with 
uh, BRICS and what it's all about. According to the India-based Mega Updates portal, one of the world's largest online informative platforms in terms of views, BRICS countries have officially surpassed the G7 in terms of proportion of global PPP GDP, and this trend is projected to continue. The current BRICS currently accounts for 31.5% of global GDP, while the G7 contributes 30%. The BRICS are predicted to contribute more than 50% of global GDP by 2030, and the proposed enlargement would almost probably accelerate this. When comparing economies in purchasing power parity terms, China's GDP actually surpassed that of the United States in 2015. This will usher in huge global changes, as Chinese President Xi Jinping said in his farewell remarks to Russian President Vladimir Putin as he returned to Beijing following their summit last week. The primary issue is that the BRICS grouping, including possible new members, is very much in the orbit of China and Russia, with the G7, including the EU and the U.S., losing tractional power among them. Western influence also seems to be fading as the BRICS alliance continues to grow and attract membership pleas from around the globe. Recently, we learned that over two dozen nations are showing interest in BRICS, and the numbers seem to be growing. We also know that Bangladesh, Egypt, and the United Arab Emirates have all just joined the BRICS New Development Bank, with many more nations on the way. It would seem that the G7 consistent failures on several fronts is costing the West a key strategic position of global dominance as the BRICS Plus alliance continues to garner support and solidarity all over the globe. So is BRICS finally taking over global economic leadership from the G7 alliance? And is Western global influence diminishing in favor of the East? Stay tuned and be kept up to date. Remember that subscribing and activating the bell notification feature will make you stay up to date with business, history, international relations, geopolitics, and world affairs shaping the global climate and our civilization. The G7, which includes the EU and the U.S., appears to be losing traction in the world, and this is due to a variety of factors, including an overall mistrust of U.S. foreign policy, a desire to ring fence against sanctions by forming an alternative trade bloc to the G7, what is perceived as EU greed in global markets and long-held animosity against various European legacies from colonial times. It is also expected to usher in the long-debated transition from a unilateral global basis led by the U.S. to a multipolar one led by the main BRICS economies. The G7's recent announcement of an alternative to China's Belt and Road Initiative smells of power politics rather than a genuine desire to assist the developing world. The West appears to engage only in moral posturing. If the debauchery in Iraq and Afghanistan are any indication, it holds no officials accountable and frequently destroys invaded countries. While one would expect some humility from those defeats, the virtue signaling surrounding the Ukraine-Russia conflict, as well as desperate attempts to persuade and, at times, force nations to choose a side, demonstrate that they are back to their old ways. The West is working hard, but with little success, to change the narrative surrounding the Ukraine-Russia conflict to one of imperialism. Former colonies have not agreed with that assessment. Surprisingly, former colonizers are quick to refer to it as such. Commentators in the Western world are dismissing the struggles of former colonies through this lens. All of this is happening as the BRICS nations come to the aid of poor nations. The agenda for the BRICS meeting is an example. Former colonies and developing economies around the world do not want to compete for moral high ground. They see the Ukraine-Russia conflict as a bilateral conflict. More than who was right and who was wrong in the European conflict, the economic fallout was a major concern for them. Rising oil and gas prices, double-digit inflation, and a global economy on the verge of recession keep leaders awake at night more than a European conflict. Nonetheless, it was Indonesian President Joko Widodo who initiated Ukraine-Russia peace talks by inviting Vladimir Putin to the G20. 
Western leaders, on the other hand, have been using the conflict to break Russia. The West's intentions appear to revolve around containing rather than including the developing world. Unless and until the G7 includes permanent members from the global south, it will look exactly like it did 100 years ago, when these same countries were colonizers. On the other hand, we see the BRICS expansion strategy and how global power conflict is fueling the BRICS expansion push. In the midst of China-U.S. tensions, the desire to build a larger BRICS has grown stronger than ever. Soon after Chinese President Xi Jinping emphasized the importance of speeding up the BRICS expansion process at the 14th BRICS leaders meeting in late June in Beijing, Iran and Argentina announced that they had submitted formal applications to the BRICS. Meanwhile, Kazakhstan, Saudi Arabia, Argentina, Egypt, Indonesia, Nigeria, Senegal, the United Arab Emirates, Thailand and other guest countries attended the first BRICS foreign ministers meeting in May. All of these positive actions are clear indications that the BRICS expansion is accelerating. The main reasons for BRICS expansion can be attributed to three factors. First, the intense east-west conflict. Second, the deepening of BRICS plus cooperation. And third, demands from no countries. The confrontation between the east and the west has become increasingly prominent in the new context of the ongoing conflict between Russia and Ukraine and the intensifying Sino-US competition. As a result, both sides want to expand their network of friends and partners, thereby consolidating their camps. As emerging economies and regional great powers, the BRICS countries have a strong incentive to bring other node countries with key strategic locations and thriving economies into the fold. The more heated the east-west conflict, the greater the impetus for BRICS expansion. The meeting of foreign ministers was the main attraction at the start of BRICS, after which a declaration was issued. Despite the fact that BRICS was later upgraded to a leader's summit, the practice of issuing declarations following the meeting has continued. It wasn't until 2017, when China successfully hosted the BRICS summit in Tiananmen and proposed a BRICS plus cooperation mechanism, that the connotation of BRICS as something that could extend beyond its five members became more enriched and clear. China's donation of reserve funds to the BRICS New Development Bank was another notable event. Following that, BRICS plus cooperation gradually expanded to include economic and trade exchanges, political security, and people-to-people -people and cultural exchanges. Following the outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic, the BRICS countries established a vaccine research and development center on March 22, 2022, putting the BRICS plus cooperation on a solid footing. However, the continued expansion of BRICS plus cooperation is inextricably linked to the support of regional states, particularly node countries with significant influence and strategic positions in the region. Without the active participation of these node countries, BRICS plus cooperation will be deprived of a vast hinterland, making it difficult to sustain or grow. As a result, many of the guest countries mentioned above, such as Argentina and Indonesia, are node countries with clear national strengths and obvious location advantages. Being able to ride the rapid development of BRICS with the help of BRICS plus cooperation is simply a good deal with great profits for these countries. As a result, these countries are eager to join the BRICS alliance. And now, let us hear from you. Do you think more nations will seek BRICS membership? Will the G7 continue to be relevant or will member states defect in favor of the BRICS alliance? Share your thoughts and opinions in the comments section below. And if you have any suggestions for us, then comment below. And that concludes today's discussion. Kindly return the favor by liking, subscribing, and activating the bell notification feature will make you stay up to date with business, history, international relations, geopolitics. It's already happening, family. But just as Mama Nabantu and Brother Paul has explained, it's happening. The, the, the question for me is, uh, in light of what we want to do on the continent of Africa, 
will that fit in with a global, because this is global. Well, so was uh, Western. They just had a, a select group of countries, but they were dictating economically globally. The World Bank, the International Monetary Fund, they were dictating globally, but they had these deciding decision-making countries, the G7, and they included Japan because Japan became an economic force after they dropped them bombs on their ass. When they dropped them bombs on Nagasaki and Hiroshima and then came in with a Marshall Plan, just like they had a Marshall Plan in Europe, they had one for Japan. And Japan, of course, began to look at technology, the building of cars and locomotives and engines and so forth. And they began to take off. I remember as a, as a child, as a kid, because I was born after the war. I was born in the early 50s early 50s and made in Japan which was imported was if you want to call it inferior or laughed at whatever it was imp- and it was inexpensive made in Japan but they kept rising they kept rising and then by the 80s late 70s, 80, made in Japan was recognized as quality. Their cars, their electronics. In fact, there was a a Jeopardy question. How many VCRs are made in America? What is zero? None. All of the VCRs and other electronics, the top TVs of Sony and you know Samsung, Sansui, all of that. Their cars were of quality, even becoming on a par with Germany. Of course the German cars are always and has been a car of good quality. Mercedes and all the other ones, BMWs. Six four six six four six. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, OC man. I had heard you earlier for a quick minute, man, and then I got a call. Um, you were talking about the bricks. Yes. I see where those countries are going off uh, the American dollar and setting up their own currency. Right. which is a beautiful thing. Right. But you know that may put America in a rage. No, it's yeah, it may, it will. Uh because <laughs> already, you know, America's currency is not backed up by anything but America's word, and America is one of right. the deepest and biggest debtor nations in the world. You know, with debt climbing on a hourly minute basis, second basis, you know. And and, and you and, got retards, you got retards in office. Yeah, that 
don't know how to work together to make it do what it do. Right. So, you know, America is really in a decline. And when America goes into a decline, you know the next thing is war. Well, America is always, war has always been a thing because war is economics. You know? Right. Yeah, war is economics. And, 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 and these Caucasians have always loved war. You know, they chronicle yeah. uh, they chronicle things, that, uh, in, events in in world history by war. These are the most warring people yeah. on the planet. You know, war. Well, it's, it's the nature of the rule. Yeah. Well, remind me, exactly. we're talking about its nature. But but see, the, I think the problem is the problem is is that it's just like there was one piece as I was you know running to bring this subject to the attention of of our listeners and brothers and sisters, Brex, you know, because I heard about Brex some time ago, and then uh, right. somebody brought it up this past mm-hmm. Monday when I was talking about another subject, and, and so I decided to go ahead, and because now it's getting deeper. The situation in Brex is getting much deeper, much deeper than the, uh, the five countries, you know, uh, uh, Brazil, um, Russia, India, yeah, but- China, and South Africa. <laughs> You know, you got other right. countries who are willing and want to join the BRICS. United Arab Emirates, you know, yeah. uh, Nigeria. So many other countries want to join because they see that the American or the Western and 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 the monetary fund which is based upon nothing but the the government's word, and and of course what backs up the government's word is the ability to kill your ass is the military armament. Nobody spends. There is no, the amount of money that this country, United States of America, spend on military is far beyond multiple number of countries what they spend on military. This is the number one, and it is the number one uh, uh, exporter of military armament. It sells military armament to to whoever, you know. And and so, we're looking at a condition and a situation uh, has you right. It, it, I mean, if, if it truly goes out and they're saying that you have no money, your paper money that was in this bank or that was in this savings and loan or whatever financial institution that it have is no longer there. It is gone. You have nothing. You know. Well, I, I look at it like this, to be honest. I think the safest place for your money, in all truthfulness, is a mattress. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Is in uh, is in the top, is in the top five bur- brokerage firm. I, I okay. mean, I'm just gonna be honest with you. Okay. That's, that's the way. That's the way I look at. It. I think them, them, they're just as safe, and if not more safe, than the um, top five banks. So. Okay. You know, I spread it between the banks and the what you call them. But yep. what I also wanted to say to you right quick is, if you get an opportunity and a chance, check out the Reggie Jackson documentary on um The, base, the baseball Reggie Jackson? Yeah, man. It, it's a, he's much deeper of a cat than I thought he was. Uh-huh. I thought he was just a white girl chasing Negro. But Reggie... Reggie is more of a 
of a of a now I'm not gonna say revolutionary, but a a hellraiser. Then I knew he okay. was out there standing up to white folks or the serious level, man. He wasn't taking those sugar honey ice. Well, I, I recognize that folks. he was a tough. I thought he was. Yeah, no, well, I recognize he was tough, but I, I didn't recognize him as somebody who was very conscious and who was a fighter oh, for yeah, our people. Man. Much, much more, much more conscious and politically aware and, 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 and a better understanding on racism than I thought, man. Well, I you know, know, when he played for the Brewers, him, I mean, still not the Brewers. Yeah, when well, he, I didn't know that him and Hank Aaron, and this is the thing that really shocked me is him and Dr. J are like brothers. I didn't even know that. Okay. But it was, a, it was definitely, and somebody was also telling me that it was a good documentary about Bill Russell. I got to check yeah, that out. I heard I that. Out. Yeah, me too. I, I, I got to check that out. Because I had a lot of admiration yeah. and respect for Bill Russell, especially for all I, the things I, that he I, went I, through. I didn't, have no, I didn't have no respect for him when, he, when, when, when white folks was doing what they did to him, and then he decided to go out there and get him a white woman. F him. Yeah. But hey, I respect <laughs> I respect what he did as far as the yeah. game was. Now, lastly, on this, the controversy with that whole women's basketball game, and 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 you see the blatant disrespect of Joe Biden's wife to them young girls. You know, I'm I'm telling you, man, and I've noticed this, and I'm going to say this straight up: the little white girl can play. The little white girl got game. So I'm going to give her that credit. And it seems the way that she done handled it has been somewhat admirable. But she's still a Yerugal, plain and simple. There it is. But and I'm not going to take away the credit that she got game. No, in fact, the, the, the fact it is that when you got game like that, there is an amount of arrogance about you. The deal is that yeah. she, you know, she said she understood, you know, uh, 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 Angel, uh, Reese, she understood that. So yeah. you know, to me, this whole thing is, is a wash. It's a wash. You know, yeah, even, it's, a, it's, all, yeah. it's a whole made up yeah. controversy, but right. it also but exposes you to white folks and how they really, really feel about you and what they're. Right. Um, but the thing on that though, but the thing, but the thing on that, Jay, you already know that it has been the history. That response. Right. That response was the normal response of white folks as it relates to us. You know, On oh, we're, every right, or oh, we're classless. The Caucasian did it. She right. said, oh, you can't see me. She she moved her hand away from the sister who was out there by the three-point line. I was, she, she ain't regarding her. She ain't shit. You know, so, I mean, those yeah. things, that, but that's, when you're in a society, you know, where Caucasians who are, they feel that they rule, they dominate their mindset and, and, and their attitude and all the things they're about are more prevalent and more pertinent and 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 uh, speak to the goods of the society than anything outside of them. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get that attitude, and 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 they're going to call into question anybody else who does it. You know, has a no. You can't do that. You know, uh-uh. you but you act classless. Let me let me put you to this right quick, Oshie. I was looking at the whole coverage on Fredo yesterday and him getting indicted and all of that. Now, 
I know a lot of court officers. And, you know, the one thing that I know the white man is the white man is how he go about his business and stay on code. Do you know, when I was looking at the majority of that coverage yesterday in situations where, you know, Fredo is going to be exposed, you know there was no black court officers? And let me tell you, there's a whole bunch of black court officers down there where he got booked at. But, you know, I have to, I have to leave you with this one. You know, I've been reading and doing a little bit of research, and I must say this. Now, I know black people going to disagree with it, but I would really like for someone to tell me what harm has Donald Trump did while in office to black people Jay, in the same manner and fashion. Jay, let me say this to you. I don't even want to deal Biden's with that. Done you, the black folks. I, you know, it's the same thing. I don't even want to deal with that because they both ain't shit. Okay, because you did That's that before. Okay, so but, but Donald Trump one did that. Man Donald Trump the no better friend than the to next us. One. Exactly, they both ain't. So, but anyway, <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> All right, my brother. Have a good weekend. No, it's ain't Friday. I'll see you on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. All you right. let us know you ain't coming in Friday. No, no, I'll be here Friday. <laughs> I'm joking with you. Man. All right, brother. Peace to you. Oh yeah. Listen, family, I know my time is up. Gotta go. Let me let me get this last caller in. 404, 404, good afternoon. Oh, BB48, brother. BB48, my sister. BB48. Program today. And I say I say. I say. And I, I was just calling in because the commercial had, had cut in and I couldn't hear what was being uh, wow. said. I, I, you know, I gotta I get that fixed. But it was really awesome. I really love Brother Paul and, and Mama Nabantu and you. So yes. I say. I say, all right, my sister. Peace to you. I gotta go. All right, sister Fabia. Thank you so much. Peace. BB Fahodi, our victorious destiny, brothers and sisters. We in this program, like we in all of our programs, with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind, but not just the M I N D, but the M I N E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do it all, and they shown the hell, damn it, don't want to pay for it. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shim Hotel means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. B. Fahadier. B. Fahadier means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. Have a blessed day. See you on Friday. Peace, family.